0: Roots Radio, this is your host Abby Martin,
1: and this is your co host Robert Martin.
0: We're joined today by Lori Kirchner, special guest in house. Hello, everybody, and a
2: big happy birthday to Glenn Greenwald. I know he turned 44 today. Happy birthday,
0: Glenn Greenwald. We love you. Happy birthday,
1: Glenn, buddy boy. And uh, (laughs) just for those who don't know, Lori Kirchner is my beautiful wife.
0: Oh, I am. Oh, I'll cop to that. (laughs) Oh. So, we wanted to start off this show just by reminding everyone once again that Media Roots is independently funded, completely grassroots, and we are always encouraging donations to help keep these broadcasts going and to help keep the site running. So, please consider that. Check out MediaRoots.org for more information. And we're also shouting out to anyone who wants to help us out with the site uh, promotion, encoding aggregating news, really just anything, submissions of any sort. So contact info at mediaroots.org if you're interested in helping out the project. So we're all winning here right now. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. Charlie Sheen squelched a golden opportunity. If anyone doesn't, I mean, everyone's obviously aware of Charlie Sheen right now, but I don't know if everyone knows that he sat down um, and did a video message to Obama last year about his question's about 9-11.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's actually pretty surprising that it's only from last year because he looks like he's aged 10 years since the video was filmed. I mean, I, I hate to say it. I mean, the manic episode was very exciting through the lens of Good Morning America, and I think that it was just, you know, really f- good editing job that they did to, you know, take out of context all the most fascinating weird things that he said
2: not to say that he was not certainly on a manic
1: upswing but the
2: way that they portrayed (laughs) it they wanted to get like the maximum impact out of it
0: yeah of course yeah and he also sounded a lot more intelligent i mean if you look at this video message and i encourage everyone to just to check it out um he sounds extremely eloquent extremely professional uh it's just very different charlie sheen than we know now it's just interesting what the hell happened to him in the last year to make him So manic and bizarre acting, but it's just very sad. You know, the whole world is watching Charlie Sheen right now. We already know that he's a big advocate for 9 11 truth and. Supposedly. Well, yeah, I mean. Hasn't mentioned it during
2: his episode, but I think it's all around. It's, it's just, all revolves around him right now.
0: Yeah, it's all revolves around his ego. He's like introverted into his own egomaniacal craziness right now. And it's just sad. I mean, he had this golden opportunity and he did not use any sort of platform to talk about anything relevant whatsoever.
1: No, he ha- he has over a million Twitter followers now. He did almost a, 2 million. Oh my god. He did a live uh Ustream broadcast that got over 150,000 viewers And I mean, if you watched it, it was just it was like a train wreck. Yeah. I mean, it was like I actually want to hear that Howard Stern critique of it because I mean yeah. he probably has a lot of. Good I mean stuff we were
0: enthralled. We we well, I
1: we came were over all glued sclo- yeah. we, when we first turned on. We were like we cannot wait to see this.
2: Yeah, Abby sailed into the house at <laughs> seven fifty nine or six fifty nine whenever it started, and we we were wrapped just like all the hundred and fifty thousand yeah. or however many yeah. we're not even sure that count is probably not even accurate. Who knows how many people right. were watching last night? And it it was mind boggling because to think about. <sighs> there really aren't any words it was the nail (laughs) it it was the proverbial nail in the coffin of his career right or so it may plan to be it was just
0: a huge disappointment to me
1: a huge disappointment with all this momentum he was building up i mean for this period of a week he was the most popular talked about celebrity or public figure in the world the most besides qaddafi and uh yeah. But he's so much easier to cover than Qaddafi. So much,
2: <laughs> everyone knows what to think of him, or at least they they think they know. It's so much easier to watch that.
1: Yeah, and 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 all these times when he was talking about nine eleven years back, he didn't have an opportunity to go on the mainstream media and talk about it because he wasn't in the you know he wasn't on their radar. It wasn't popular. They didn't want to talk about nine eleven. But now that he actually got an interview on Good Morning America, I mean, he should have just.
0: And also, I mean, I, I understand why he might not have brought it up on Good Morning America, but I mean, if people, 150,000 people are tuning into like just some weird web broadcast from your home yeah, to I'm not filtered. mention, literally like, not even not mentioning 9-11, but just not mentioning anything that- Of any substance. Of any substance whatsoever. I mean, absolutely no depth, no conversation about anything relevant. It was just, it's just really sad it just you have to ask like why i mean is he really for it i feel like this would be like a perfect opportunity for him to bring up something
1: anything well i mean he probably went through a very tumultuous time with all the the drama that's been happening with him lately so i mean maybe his mind's just elsewhere but it, i mean it it's you can't deny that he squandered such a yeah. huge opportunity to blow people's minds i mean he right. could have caused a shockwave of like new 9/11 truth Or even just, like, dissent
0: against Obama. Just kind of, you know, like a scathing review against the Obama administration. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even have to go there. I mean, he didn't do anything. He didn't do a goddamn thing. No. No. And I doubt that he will. I mean, it's already, like, he's already lost it. People are just totally... (laughs) He
2: made a lot of really crazy, psychedelic, poetic metaphors. Yeah. That are just... I mean, that's what he left for the cultural zeitgeist with the huge platform that he had. It
0: really is... I've (laughs) never heard so many euphemisms in one, like... Day being told everywhere. It was astounding. <laughs> what he could have talked about was the fact that Obama campaigned against the Patriot Act and the Obama White House actually just... They're trying to seek a three-year extension to the Patriot Act when the Republicans are only... And this just brings us to the fact that we're now we're
2: using up our time on the on this podcast to rehash this whole thing when really
0: so many other things have happened in the world this past week even. And the whole world cares more about Charlie Sheen than they do Bradley Manning. It's kind of a sad state of affairs and yeah, I got I definitely got sucked into it. I mean I I like charlie sheen i was I was really excited about what was gonna happen, so it is kind of sad, and I feel like we do need to talk about it since he was you know a big advocate for the movement that we've been a part of.
1: It captured this energy that I think a lot of people do feel though, where it's like you can't tell me what to do, you know i leave lead my life yeah, the way yeah, I want to yeah. lead it and screw everybody, yeah, <laughs> exactly. but I think that that mindset at a certain point is you know it's kind of like the emperor with no clothes. It's like once you saw that you stream video you realize that there was nothing there
2: clearly when you get paid two million an episode to be on just the most insipid terrible show that somehow <laughs> has just catapulted its way to success because people would want so middle much, america whoops they would rather watch like a washed up old star in a bowling t-shirt like hang out with like a chubby kid and like an old lady and like some other random like steve Buscemi knockoff it- people would rather watch this than watch the evening news because all we have to, to go on is just this, this horrible you know fox news uh, opinion thing that apparently now possibly canada might get if anybody's been watching there's a, a a possibility that stephen harper the very conservative ruler now of canada wants to roll that back so that they will have fox news style commentary style news good just to more further dilute things and further make it harder or f- further push away access for people to have to what hillary clinton calls the real news yeah, al jazeera yeah, yeah. and and other news even hillary world.
0: clinton admits that our news apparatus is complete garbage yeah. the fact that
2: it could zero in on charlie sheen and give him such round-the-clock coverage everybody taking his calls everybody booking him for interviews it's mind-boggling really and not to go no off words. on a
1: total tangent here but uh when you mention the the you know the canadian laws against you know lie, lies on the news um
2: False and misleading information. Yeah.
1: It makes me wonder how similar that is to the Fairness Doctrine because I, I don't, I would have to read more about it to see if I actually agree with their. The whatever. Fairness Doctrine? No, I mean like what can Canada's laws are. Oh, okay. Are they similar to what we had as the Fairness Doctrine? And like, I know that in Europe, they actually have laws that prevent other kinds of lies being told on the media and mostly having to do with medical claims. Like in Europe, I think it's like a European Union statute basically that you can't have a commercial where they t- make false medical claims. Well, I think huh.
2: the the I think the thought process behind a law like no Holocaust denial, you know, in a country that I can't even imagine what it's like, you know, because I, the Holocaust didn't happen here. But if you think about a law like that being passed and, and being totally acceptable, you start to think that, oh, well, these things are bad to put out
0: there, so it should be illegal to put this information out there. You know, one thing that no one's really talking about right now is the Patriot Act. Okay, this is...
1: Do you remember the acronym? This is a quiz. Uh, protecting
0: America... Protecting American... Oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> okay, Abby. Ebby didn't pass that quiz. It's that like goddamn long acronym. <laughs> Good God. Sorry. Longest
0: C- acronym ever.
1: Yeah, the, the Patriot Act is one of those things that really gets under my skin because, you know, not only the chilling effect that it spreads out to anybody who wants to become an activist or who wants to be outspoken politically, but it also puts this weird mindset, almost like a defensive, I would describe it as a solipsistic mindset and a lot of just people, you know, everyday people who think, well, I'm not a terrorist or I'm not going to break the law in any of these ways, so I'm not worried about it. It's not going to affect me.
2: I'm sorry to interject, but I just, I looked it up and it's so vague. It's, you forgot USA is part of it. The uniting and strengthening America by providing appropriate tools, so specific, uh, appropriate tools required to intercept and obstruct whatever we call terrorism act of 2001. Because
0: stripping our constitution is very appropriate. (laughs) <laughs> and if anyone remembers in 2001 when the Patriot Act got passed, it got passed like totally under the radar. It was like a two day process where this gigantic bill was given to everyone and everyone was just like, we didn't read this, but mm-hmm. it was just forced into law. And now we're just it's just normal now. Now yeah. it's just accepted as this is necessary to fight terrorism. And we've just keep ramping it up. Obama campaigned against the Patriot Act and. Um, Many in his own party opposed the Patriot Act outright, and this is a quote from Ross Story, but as President Obama has said repeatedly, the emergency measures remain a valuable tool for law enforcement, engaged in national security prerogatives. So that's what Obama said, a total role reversal once he's actually been president. That's his That's his stance on the Patriot Act.
1: So just, I mean, that sounds like the words of a robot. Absolutely. I mean, it's just total autopilot, um
2: I think it's just now that I'm on the inside. I see that we do need this. We do need this. We need, you know, we need to do whatever it takes to, uh, you know, Fight accomplish her. the
1: end. It's it's the one of the, <laughs> it's the one of the eight circles of of um Daunted Obama Uber. apologized hell. <laughs> No, seriously, it's like it's like for you know we have the oh it's he's the presidency itself is impotent he's not powerful and then we have you know this other um, excuse where it's like well maybe he learned things when he got into office yeah 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 he
0: knows things that we can't possibly know yeah we should just trust him appeal to authority but the the most interesting thing about this Patriot Act being renewed and I, I don't even think we mentioned the fact that it's actually being renewed right you know it was just renewed the Republican. Members of Congress were trying to renew it for a year. That's like how it's been going on every year. It's been renewed for extended for a year. But the Obama White House is actually seeking a three year extension. So that's way more than the Republicans are even proposing. The fact that the Obama White House is trying to mandate a three year extension on this unconstitutional, completely Anti-American bill is disgusting. Abby, we need those appropriate tools, though, to obstruct the And you know what? I can see it now, now that I'm president.
1: I have a a theory about why I think he actually requested those three years. I think that he's so in bed with the Republicans and so just willing to do whatever they want that I really think some sort of deal was struck where... The Republican Party realized that the Tea Party movement had gained so much momentum within their own party that it was too risky for them to have the Patriot Act being issued during the primaries in any sense. It's like, a good point. I mean, to be a major issue, like That's if there was any voting taking point. place on the Patriot Act during the primaries, it would be like it Hot, would create a issue. huge diversion in the party and they would have to confront this hypocrisy that no Republicans practically are into civil liberties whatsoever. Absolutely. They don't care. Um, Absolutely. So I think Obama almost did them a favor. It's like, you know, if they did, if he did get that three-year extension, then they could smoothly kind of coast into the election without having to deal with any of these hypocrisies that the Tea Party has created within their own party.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I just wanted to make a quick correction. A couple episodes ago, during our headline segment, um, I said that every American pays $2,500 per year to sustain our empire, really the numbers double that. Every American's paying $5,000 to just specifically for US defense spending, um,
1: which is really incredible to think about. That's an ARP 2600 every year.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yes, most people will know exactly what that means. (laughs) Um, And then another shocking story is just the laws that apply to multinational corporations as opposed to normal average human beings living in this country. Let's just say that I walked down to Lake Merritt and dumped five gallons of crude oil in the lake. Hmm. What would happen to me?
2: Like in the middle of a Saturday afternoon, yeah, like in front of everybody? Exactly. Like we just cracked open a big yeah. barrel of filthy You'd yeah. oil. You'd be fine
1: to the full extent of the law and be made an example of. We'd probably yeah.
2: be arrested on the spot. Like somebody would call the cops and they roll up and they would take us away.
0: And we'd have the book thrown out. You know us. what? We'd probably be charged with terrorism, like yeah. e- like <laughs> environmental. No, I'm oh, yeah. serious. Absolutely, no, eco-terrorism or eco-terrorism. whatever. Or whatever and, they could. and then you have BP polluting one third of the world's oceans, uh, coral reef die off, just massive amounts of. Um, they're dispersant that they're just poisoning everyone. People that are living in the Gulf right now are like have open sores all over their body. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting. And we are still getting the majority of our oil and gas from BP. I mean, where we're going to drill. We're going to drill some more.
2: We're going to drill some more in the Gulf. They just approved the, the next drilling contract is the accountability in the Gulf?
0: for these people. No accountability for these multinational corporations. And on top of that, they pay, there's all, there's all these instances that this great article compiled. It's on mediaroots.org right now. Um, and it's just talking about all these multinational corporations that pay 0 dollars in federal income taxes and then you have people like Ed and Elaine Brown who skip out on federal income taxes f- actually principled reasons and they are put in prison you don't hear from them again and we have these fucking corporations just robbing it just everyone. shows you
2: who who are the laws meant to benefit
0: right the bigger the crime it seems the easier it is to, it's like glorified or it's revered as just it's okay, B P can pollute the, the world and we just still reward them. It's like they're rewarded instead of punished.
2: Well, corporate personhood can exist on a level where it can wield enough power that it, it cannot possibly be approached by one single person.
0: And that's the danger of corporate corporate personhood is that it's not there's no person. There's it's just an entity. It's like a faceless entity. Oh, one other quick thing. Um, according to the Congressional Budget Office, the same article that's talking about the tax evasion and the increase in defense spending. Annually since two thousand one our defense spending has increased nine percent. Every year it's going up nine percent. I mean, how are I'm sorry, we're living on debt right now. And that's I just wish what's I made on record. 9%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's the visible budget. I mean there's there's probably a black budget that we'll you know, we won't see until we're old. Yeah. You Known geriatric hospital.
2: Absolutely. But I wish I made 9% more at my job every year. Yeah, that would yeah, be yeah.
0: wonderful. Yeah. I'd be rolling in it. And it's like, wait, aren't the wars dwindling down here like i mean that's that's the perception in the public people tell me all the time that iraq that obama ended the iraq war so why are we increasing our defense spending 10 percent every year
1: yeah it's really weird i mean we don't even talk about blackwater anymore after they changed their name it's almost like they disappeared i mean they're you know obama's still funneling tons of money to them i mean he even increased funding to them and
0: monsanto hired an arm of z to do like i don't even know did you hear about
1: that that's crazy i didn't hear about that there's also rumors and and anybody out there listening if you can find any information about this that blackwater supposedly has contracts to do earthquake relief and security in in california oh wow um, if there's any major earthquake disaster and that is a very terrifying prospect to me so well look at what they
0: did during katrina (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's like I mean, people forget law. that that, <laughs> that
1: Blackwater was there for for Katrina, and 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 going back to what you said about BP, and you know, I mean, it's it's all these things are excused and and looked past because they're nece- necessary components of this empire, right? That we run. I mean, it's almost like you know, if if people in, uh, up at the top think that they are bad or they have problems, they just they're almost like necessary evils, you know? Well,
0: it's also because the politicians work for the corporations. They don't work for us. They work for the corporations, you know? So that's, of course, they're not going to punish them at all. That They're in bed with them. They are the corporations. Like Chris Hedges said, it's a inverted totalitarianism. One other interesting thing that just came out also on mediaroots.org about how Obama actually has meetings with lobbyists off-site. So it's off-record. This is like a new precedent as far as people know. That it's like totally under the radar. So once again, you know the the
1: whole the promise transparency, of transparency, yeah,
0: total transparency, bro.
1: We're gonna keep a record of everybody who visited the White House. So it's like, well, we'll just not have him visit the White House. We'll just go somewhere else. Exactly. I, mean, you know,
0: I love it. Liable. That's mission. transparency for you. I I wanted to encourage everyone also to check out. We just finished exclusive interviews that are really awesome. We're really excited about them. One with Cindy Sheehan, an amazing woman. Um. Check it out on mediaroots.org. Also, Chris Hedges, we got to sit down and have a brief conversation with him. It's quite sobering. <laughs> and also, uh, a recent, our last radio broadcast was an interview with Brett Smith, a uh, filmmaker and creator of Hypothesis, a film about Dr. Stephen Jones and his pursuit of 9-11 information. And yeah, so check those out. Also, I wanted to give a quick plug to Cindy Sheehan's movement called revcoms recreating revolutionary communities Um, her and about 150 other activist leaders around the world are taking the initiative to try to localize and really group together and kind of serve as the umbrella organization for a bunch of other organizations in different communities that are trying to get off the grid i just wrote an exclusive article for the movement it's on mediaroots.org check it out to imagine a scenario imagine during the height of the anti-bush just spirit okay it's like let's just picture it's like 2004 everyone's kind of turning on bush um scandal corruption just everyone's just totally against this motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) just picture if bush had a political prisoner 23 year old kid and just had him in solitary confinement with no charges held against him. I wonder what people would think
1: for for leaking documents, mostly that exposed um, corruption about an, you know two illegal wars that were never declared. Um, yeah, I mean people, it would be they would be used as a figurehead. I mean, you know, Cindy Sheehan, we talked about how she was used as a symbol by the anti-war movement. You know, I mean, whether they had good intentions or not, um, but Bradley Manning would have been there as a symbol as well i mean he you would have seen his face all over we, we, we were talking about that on another broadcast and it just illustrates the the unprincipled nature of all these people who railed against bush for um you know the things that they're silent about now
0: i've never heard of anyone going after whistleblowers more aggressively than this administration it's quite shocking
1: i mean besides nixon yeah no i, I can't think of anybody and
0: daniel ellsberg wasn't jailed yeah. You know, I mean, he was revered as like a national hero. Yeah. yeah. And you have Bradley Manning, this poor kid who's just in prison. I mean, can you imagine if you're Bradley Manning and you were like, so if you were somehow tuned into what the outside world was paying attention to and all you saw was Charlie Sheen winning Tiger Blood Adonis DNA and you're like, holy fuck, do people realize what's happening to me? Because this is really crazy. (laughs) Yeah. People should be camping out in the square for me (laughs) to get me out of here because
2: this is just like if this can happen to me, it's like. You don't say anything when it happens to him. And it's still just all alleged, like all these counts against totally him. the alleged. Aiding the enemy, which carries a sentence of death. What does that do to anyone else in the military? When was that added?
1: That, well, it was, they're seeking, the, they could seek the death penalty. I think it was, the charges were added like a week ago. The charges were actually brought to him.
2: But it seems as though they're trying to make it, and now this, uh, we'll get into the very serious dehumanizing torturous psychological and physical update on us. yeah yeah rigorous stuff that he has to go through and i don't know how he's maintaining his sanity at all
0: yeah i mean just recently just to give people a quick update this is being this is kind of headline on alternative news right now and i'm sure the people listening to this have heard of this but you know bradley manning this is transcribed and it's it's basically known that now he's being forced to strip down naked in his cell every night Mm -hmm. and report naked which is just it's like an animal on top of all the other stuff on top of already being in solitary confinement only having an hour to move around i mean on top of all of that now he's being forced to be like it's just like the most dehumanizing thing i can even think of it's sadistic animalistic and it's just Despicable, and it's all because he questioned why he was still being held. He said, I'm am I still being held in solitary confinement because you think I'm a risk to myself? He's like, If I'm a risk to myself, I could strangle myself with the elastic of my underwear or my flip flops. Yeah, and they use that as just to totally hammer down on him and say, Okay, great. So now you have to remove your underwear and flip flops and just Trip be naked totally every naked. night. Yep,
1: I wanted to tri- backtrack a little bit. Uh, I didn't mean I didn't want people to think I was diminishing. The importance of that, you know, that possible death penalty verdict, because I really do think that the whole Bradley Manning situation is, is twofold. It's designed to scare people in the military who have access to classified information from ever doing this. I mean, everybody in the military probably... You know, there's rumors going around, there's tales being told about this, what this kid's going through. And to any activists out there who want to do this, I mean, you could be thrown in military jail. You're no longer, it's it, if it's considered treasonous to do what he did, then the chilling effect for that is extremely strong.
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, the benefits are already there. Regardless of whatever mm-hmm. happens to Bradley Manning, whether we forget about him or whether we all camp out in, in on 1600 Pennsylvania and try to get him out, it just doesn't even matter because this is already the damage has been done. And you're right, especially for military people who the have example's the most access, set. they have the most to lose.
1: If you're you're not already scared enough of of your superiors in the military or scared of the punishments that you're going to get for what you do, I mean, now this is another thing that can happen to you. It's like now you can be stripped naked and treated like an animal in your cell. And
0: faced with a death penalty.
1: Yeah, and and have total solitary confinement for never doing anything that actually involved directly hurting anyone or anything like that. I mean, he didn't, you know. And uh, once
0: again, I still don't believe that he leaked the cables at all. Because I haven't seen any evidence, and if there was literally a shred of evidence, we would have seen it as a justification of why he's being held so inhumanely. And the fact that we haven't is highly questionable of the fact that it was even him. Yeah, I feel they, like it's just once again guilty in a court of public opinion Bruce Ivan style.
1: Yeah assassinated his character before you know almost a year before any charges were brought to him. People were laughing about him. People were showing his picture and joking around about you know how his sexuality. He, he yeah, looks like or, a
2: little kind of wimpy guy like oh yeah, we yeah. oh this is an army guy like oh well, let's of course pick this on guy him. would get caught. You know it just it's this gang up mentality where mm-hmm. we just like to completely excoriate the kinds of people that actually step out and do something not mm-hmm. to say that he really ever did it but because right. honestly the source is very suspect we won't right. even yeah. know, we not even mention his name He's such a <laughs> that, piece. that
0: he that shall not be named exactly Voldemort
1: I mean there's clearly an effort out there and there has been for probably for as long as we've been alive but I think it's it's escalated quite a lot since 9-11 to scare away anybody who wants to do anything activist any form of civil disobedience that could get them in trouble with the law I have a friend uh, who 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 knows somebody who's serving a prison sentence for um, for eco terrorism, and their prison sentence would have been about one fourth the length that it is that it ended up being because with the Patriot Act in place, their charges were escalated to actual terrorism, so it added you know a huge amount to their sentence.
0: Good, more slaves in jail, more cogs in the machine to just produce all their <laughs> bullshit. I mean.
1: And I just really think that it, that goes to illustrate that this is not merely a, you know, a thing out there that's going to affect a very small amount of people who happen to be Muslim or Arab or, or whatnot. It affects everybody. Yep, it affects everybody. Whether every- we realize it or not. I mean, yeah. it, it really does. It, you know, just like having cameras everywhere. Um, you know, we, we people take that for granted, but that affects the way you behave. That's Absolutely. a chilling effect
2: on your absolute day-to-day, on-the-street, walking-around behavior. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I wanted Robbie to elaborate on the point about even if bradley manning does come up with some sort of confession oh yeah yeah. To talk.
1: yeah back to the evidence you were saying that if they had evidence they would have brought it forward well in my mind it, it almost just seems like they're psychologically breaking him down to the point where i mean they're hoping eventually he's gonna make some sort of videotape statement confessing to it mm-hmm. and they could parade it around in the media and be like look we told you this whole time that this guy did it and it'd be like some you know being like one of those korean prisoner videos like they made john mccain uh, say that he hated America. I mean it's the same kind of psychological tactics and it's also one of those um, cases of American exclusivity and in, in this idea that we don't even refer to him as a political prisoner. It's like taboo to even use that word to describe we people in this country. Torture. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 have no problem describing people in China or anywhere else as political prisoners when it was come to America it's unfathomable. We can't yeah. even it just doesn't even enter our purview. As uh, Malcolm Tucker says.
0: I forget who said this the other day, but someone was talking at someone like either Jeremy Scahill or Glenn Greenwald was just saying, you know, I didn't vote for John McCain, but I can't help but wonder if he would even be doing this to Bradley Manning because he can relate to him as a political prisoner. And it just it just seems like it's
1: just so inhumane that this is just
0: allowed to happen.
1: These presidential candidates are mostly robots, the ones that get to the top. I was going to say, I think
0: McCain could. Yeah,
1: I mean, once I have you no get to that, that point, he could,
2: since he seems to be completely reprogrammable on every other yeah. value he's ever held. Right, right. I could see how he could come out with some kind of
0: robot speech Remember, uh, of <laughs> rationalizing it programmed into him. Remember when McCain said that he hates gooks? Yeah. Because uh, I want a president who hates a large, like a large percentage of the American population. That's kind of scary. Where is McCain right now? I haven't heard from him lately. Is he dead? He's laying low. Laying low in the grave.
1: <laughs> laying low in the grave. <laughs> one foot in the grave. <laughs> he's trying to lay
2: low because he wants everyone to stop uh, looking at his daughter. He has like a hot daughter who likes to write books and she's kind of a effervescent talking head. You know, one of those type of blondes they like to put on Fox News and stuff. Like his voice. The most hilarious part about her. I think, he, I think he's her. laying low to keep her career from taking off, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> the
1: most hilarious part about her supposed you know pro-gay rights stance is, is she's all, all over the media, you know when she wrote that book talking about how she's really pro gay marriage and whatnot. And I, I think she was on Rachel Maddow. She was asked what, you know, who would you vote for in the next presidential election? Who would you re- be rooting for? And she said, Mike Huckabee. And ah, before, that's hilarious. Before that, she was rooting for Giuliani. What? Yeah.
0: That's so funny that you say Mike Huckabee, because I just read something where he We're, went on a nationally syndicated radio show and was talking about how Natalie Portman sets a bad example because she's ooh, baby
1: had a wedlock.
0: And it's like, wait, what about Bristol Palin? I mean, uh, come on! We're gonna go after like a a celebrity that's engaged to yeah. her. Fiance. Why not go after the government stars, yeah. as I like yeah. to call them? The like islands. fourteen year old girl who had like a baby completely. I don't know. There's a double crazy. standard there
1: that is undeniable. I mean, Newt Gingrich cheated on his wife, left her while she was dying of cancer, and John Edwards. Kind of did the same thing. And I mean, look at the way he's looked at compared to Newt Gingrich.
2: Well, this is a great segue into why Republicans and, and sort of like the right wing hate machine doesn't really care about women or women's rights. Why else would they be trying to roll back the very definition of rape or, or completely deny Planned Parenthood? which I guess is just an abortion factory, any funding.
1: But, Lori, it was formed by um, Margaret Singer, a eugenics proponent. So, oh, that's right. So, therefore... It
2: invalidates the whole premise. Well, Planned yeah. Parenthood, uh, it, and, and the Hyde Amendment already restricts uh, federal funding on abortion. It already exists. It already does its job. The fact that the, the new No Taxpayer Funding for Abortion Act, which is literally the title of it, is just so directly... A, a grab for women's and for human reproductive rights and self-determination that goes against the very like Republican ideals about getting the government out of your business.
0: And it's so contradictory. It's like the biggest hypocrisy of all time, the pro-lifers... Quote unquote pro lifers. All they care about is unborn embryos and fetuses.
1: Yeah, as soon as you're born, that's when their concern for your livelihood <laughs> stops. They don't care about providing you with health care. Right. They don't care if um, we Send bomb you to you war. Know, innocent children thousands of miles away. I mean, it doesn't. It's, it's, it's all bu- about the, the
0: womb. It's a bizarre disconnect, and it's all just religious based. It's all these archaic, just these. Institutions that don't apply and it's just stifling change and progressivism and it's just it's damaging to society.
1: <laughs> it's an evangelical Christian influence. I mean other Christians other um, you know Catholic groups um, their focus is not on abortion. I mean when they if they take a political cause up it's not it's true. It's, it's an evangelical um, influence that's been happening since the 70s and it's just it's it's mostly just a political game. They don't, and, and I really don't even think they really care about it. It's just they say they do. It's just, a, it's
0: once again, it's one of those issues that's so divisive that it just like takes over the political spectrum and causes everyone just kind of forget about the fact that we're still at war and you know yeah. all these other things.
2: And even if they're not consciously doing it as a distraction, it's still equally as harmful because it takes the focus off of things that are just so much more affecting of so many more you know, urgent lives on the line, so to speak, mm-hmm. with the conflicts that we have ongoing and the, and the issues that we have at hand to focus on something like it just, it, I, I can't talk cause I'm seeing red, yeah, but yeah, they, yeah. W- they <laughs> want to even roll back the ability to apply federal funding to abortions, that are the result of rape. Pregnancies as the result of rape. It has to be forcible rape now. You have to be held but, down and violently Lori, raped, or it doesn't count. But Lori,
0: everything happens for a reason. So Justin Bieber says that was his reaction to the rape charge thing. He was just like, "Well, you know what? If you're raped, then you should have the baby because it happened for a reason. The God's dis- will."
2: The pure disenfranchisement makes me angry. But what makes me angrier is that it comes from a place of wanting to deny a woman's sexuality and wanting to punish her. Yep because she doesn't deserve to have the right to do whatever she wants with her uterus because she's dirty and awful because she had sex. It's just this Madonna whore complex where unless you just give birth and become a mother and assume that role, if you reject that role, you are just you're you should be denied and completely shunned and,
0: and disenfranchised.
2: It's just disgusting.
1: Go
0: ahead. I was gonna say, to me, it's just so, it's just like, wake the fuck up. I mean, we're living in 2011 and we're still abortion is still being like put on the table to be taken away for you know and roe v wade i mean this is completely insane
1: yeah and this is
0: still being talked about it's very
2: uncivilized in my
0: opinion
1: and so many people who are in the truth movement um who come from a more you know christian conservative background it's like they use all these other reasons to they use reasons like, you know, it, it's it's eugenics based, that uh, you know, they don't teach women the rhythm method or, or, or not which is not actually true. I mean, they actually provide much more readily available information than than most, you know, free clinics around the country. And and there's another thing I wanted to mention about Planned Parenthood. As another argument made against them is that they all they do is they push birth control pills on you. And that's all they do. But Let's face it. I mean, everybody involved in the healthcare industry, Kaiser, any private practice doctor you go to would much rather give you birth control pills than an IUD. Absolutely, It's just the mentality of all...
0: It's the pharmaceutical industry. I mean, yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, they give... Doctors, all these bonuses for pushing right. their yeah. products. I mean, it's it's the norm. I mean, it's even very hard to get an IUD without hormones, which almost can you defeats imagine the going to a doctor
0: at Kaiser and talking to them about birth control and them going, well, have you considered the rhythm method?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I actually, I did have two doctors deny me for an IUD because I haven't given birth to a child, which kind of is putting like. It's an odd twist, yeah. isn't that the point? <laughs> and to get a little personal, they, they said that well, we don't want to put it in you because you might reject it, right. and I did, and I got mm-hmm. it put back in, and everything's fine a year later. And it's just a risk I'm willing to take. It's not harmful at all, but I become a less profitable piece of the HMO that I belong to, or the, the 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 healthcare that I pay into. I do not get that subsidized.
0: Uh, pill package
2: yeah. every month. And You're that not makes getting them the money.
0: hormones. You're not going for injections. You know, every three months or every month. I mean, they're losing a lot of profit, and they will resist that definitely. they get well, in trouble. A lot of doctors if they don't. You know.
1: Yeah, and it's almost like a, it's almost like the Chris Rock stand-up comedy where he's like, "When's the last time they cured a disease? Polio was the last time." It's like <laughs> they, the medical industry doesn't cure shit. It's, it, Maintain they, your. They disease. create a situation where you always have to take a pill. They almost look at you know, birth control as some sort of condition that needs to be treated like a, like a sinus illness or something. Like it's not in their interest to give you something that'll just cure you, well, quote, cure you for seven years. let what IUD <laughs> is
0: really quickly, just for those that don't know.
2: But just to think about the pharmaceutical industry, what makes more money? Pills to cure a limp dick, which a lot of people with money are willing to cure or pills or research to find out what the hell it is that causes us to have cancer left and right these days. How's that going to make anyone money? yeah mm-hmm. N- nobody's nobody's doing altruistic research because there's no profit in it yeah exactly or nobody's doing enough of it so to speak it's not being funded on the society same society
0: breeds on destruction and and sickness and death yeah because I mean, those are the profit-making industries so and, it's and war sickness and death is healthcare. kind of
2: that's the fear and the fear-mongering that took place when the iud was first on the market mm-hmm. it was made differently and it had a uh for people who don't know, an IUD sits inside your uterus, and a little portion of it protrudes from your, the os of your cervix. And we don't know quite what it is. It's another one of those head scratcher. Like we don't know the <laughs> mechanism, but there's some copper in it, and it just sits there. And because it sits there, it, you don't want to get pregnant. Your body just doesn't want to have an egg implant, and it just your and it does something to your cervical mucus to thicken it up and make it less resistant to more resistant to a sperm getting through it. So it's just a, a magical kind of, mm, we don't know quite how this works, right. but it works. Right. But the problem with it is that it doesn't protect against STDs. And back in the 70s, I guess, 60s even maybe, probably 70s when it was on the market first, people weren't probably as cautious as they are and aware. You know, We all grew up in the early 90s where you know left eye wore a condom <laughs> on her glasses and stuff. So <laughs> people, if you get an infection, it's much more devastating, you can even die. You know, if you do pick up an STD, it just wicks its way back into your body so quickly. Um, so they took it off the market and they put it back on and they have two versions now. So if you go to the doctor, they'll probably try to give you a Morena, which is full of hormones that slowly, you know, leach out into your body over the course of seven years. It's like a plant in your uterus. I don't I don't get the point after being on birth control for seven years. Right. Hormonal birth control. The whole point of the IUD was that I wanted my body to go back to normal and not be chemically tricked into thinking it was pregnant every month.
0: What is that doing to me on a systemic level over time? You can't know. Yeah, exactly. I was on birth control ever since I was, I think like 16. I mean, and I was just on it for the last 10 years. And I wanted, you know, I got off it thinking the same thing. I was just like, I don't even know who I am. And I don't know like what what I would be like at a certain time of the month if I wasn't on these hormones because I was just It was just getting so extreme and I but it's hard to attribute that to the hormones I just felt like it was me because Mm -hmm. I've been living it with it for so long
2: Sometimes I wonder about a generation of women who grows up being given these drugs coming of age and just feeling like oh This is what I have to do if I don't want to just keep popping out kids one after the other I have to be on this drug and what it does to your day-to-day and how you make decisions because it does aff- affect your mood and your your thinking process because mm-hmm. it is a a brute force drug. It affects your whole body. It doesn't just affect your baby making parts. It's amazing that that is the standard.
0: Yeah, and it's because it of profits. I wanted to say really quickly about Planned Parenthood. Um, you know, I, I I just don't see the harm in offering free condoms and advice and STD checks for low income people who can't afford healthcare. I just don't see no. how that isn't a benefit to society, you know, yeah, there's questionable motives with Margaret Sanger, the original founder of Planned Parenthood. But like you said, at the time, I mean, that was kind of a popular...
1: Well, yeah, I mean, eugenics was the trend of the of the era. It wasn't looked at as a bad thing. And then when Hitler took it to the ultimate extreme, you know, with Mengele and, you know, the concentration camps, uh, it kind of became this really distasteful idea, you know,
2: but before that, it was most eugenic family. That was literally like a county fair contest you could enter.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm.
1: You had feeble Sterling. genes, you know. Yeah. in like Feeble-minded.
0: maybe the 19 teens. Sterilization. <laughs> Let's um, speed up the Dar- Darwinism here. Let's just get him out of the way. God, what a fucked up theory.
1: Well, you guys were talking about this, it got me thinking about just kind of how, I hate to use the word sexist, but it's it's hard not to think of that how long it's taken for you know the development development of like a male birth control pill? The research, you know, shows that it's possible. It's been like in hiatus for like ten burden, years. Uh-huh. It
0: seems. It just seems like that's just kind of the accepted doctrine. It's just like all right, it's on you. Yeah, you not the, get pregnant.
1: I hate to be coarse, but you're the one shooting you know you <laughs> liquid into someone else i mean you i mean it's, it should be your responsibility <laughs> to make sure that you don't impregnate that person it shouldn't have to be the the person receiving on the receiving end
2: ladies and gentlemen my noble husband <laughs> unfortunately because the woman carries the child she's by far the more ruined of the two when things go wrong and a baby gets made when nobody wants one
0: and of course she should get punished yeah
1: and then have
2: that
0: baby and deal with it i just can't imagine i i wouldn't have an abortion and i've fortunately never been faced with that choice, but I know some people who have, and um, I respect their decision wholeheartedly because I can never walk in someone else's shoes. I mean, and how dare other people try to inject their own opinion on someone else's life and their own body? If, I mean, I don't know anyone who uses abortion as a form of birth control. I mean, that's pretty crude. Yeah,
2: like, well, I think the smear usually from the other side is that uh, either it's, it's targeted towards low-income people who are really... Often, I mean, if you if you want to put this socio-demographically, if you want to chart it up, you know, maybe people who don't have the the income or the resources to be educated or prepared for like the contingencies that happen when you have sex, and people are going to have sex, as we know. So <laughs> why not prepare for the contingencies and make that something that's built into an infrastructure for the betterment of society? I don't think of that as overtly eugenicist. I'm sure it can be carried out in eugenicist mm-hmm. ways, but to think of that as providing a very necessary service i mean and to think that planned parenthood just hands out free abortions is completely absurd because you go in there and there is a price list if you need something done they they you fill out information and there are scales and you do pay for things i even called there to get an iud i thought about going
0: outside mm-hmm. of my healthcare. it is not free mm-hmm. but Lori, abstinence works abstinence only education is the only way that we can get people to stop having sex you guys it totally works it always has mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't you love that when Bush the was East. president he was trying to spread like abstinence education through Africa you're like I'm sorry excuse me
1: and he's did a lot of damage in the American school system too that hasn't been reversed yeah I mean that's something that's rarely talked about as Obama hasn't made an overt effort to actually norm- put back to normal and put on the right track like such a sex education in this country
0: mm-hmm. absolutely not a
2: priority yeah, not a priority and the lockstep solidarity that the Christian right has in in sort of organizing and getting things done. <laughs> like look at Texas, the mm-hmm. State Board of Texas ruining school books. I mean, yeah, we can just get into that on a whole other uh, episode, sort of but it follows along the same sort of like uh, coming along the same lines, coming from the same ethos type of things, rolling back rights because of, of those beliefs.
0: Yeah. And just talking about, you know, female repression in the society and just like how things are it's still this patriarchy basically i mean these archaic institutions that are still seen as applicable and it really just goes along with just like how we just compared to other countries and how they treat sex and how they treat just like the naked body and how how it's sold to us it's just like pushed down our throats but we're also like so sexually repressed here i mean we're so behind the curve in terms of gay rights, and it's just, it's crazy, and just like sexual liberation.
1: And and where our priorities are in terms of censorship. I mean, mm-hmm. in Europe, I was just, we were just at a garage sale today, and I was just telling my friend that when Contra, the Nintendo game, came out in England, they actually changed all of the graphics in it to be robots, because they found the game too violent. So... They have, they have a different sensibility there. They're very liberal when it comes to mm-hmm. sexual imagery, um, sexual values. But when it comes to violence, they're more censor, you know, bound to censor something, which seems to be a more logical way to approach things.
2: Yeah, sex is natural. You're supposed to have it. You're not supposed to have it till a certain point or in uncertain circumstances or, you know, according to certain other, you know, cultural codes. But still, it is natural. It is supposed to happen. It's a fact of life. Whereas violence... Should be avoided. Well, just like, it's just like it's just like
0: alcohol. It's like we're just like we treat alcohol like we put it on this pedestal, and then everyone just fucking goes nuts when they go to college. It's like instead of just normalizing it and treating it like life, well, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah,
1: and it's we have this weird hip, hypocritical anti-drug, um, you know, culture that people who are anti-drug, a lot of more conservative kind of goody two-shoe kind of people, mm. <laughs> will will be huge drinkers. You know, right. And, and it's like in other countries, you know, alcohol and marijuana are more on an equal playing field. You know, it's, they're not looked at as one is this bad illegal drug and then the other one is fine because I drink it in church. Mm-hmm. You know? And you
0: see just like naked breasts on the cover of magazines all the time when you're in Europe or any other country, pretty much. And the fact that, I mean, it just goes along with the whole Christian Puritans. Uh, Think the Puritans. Absolutely. They're the ones who came
2: over here and they wanted to do what they wanted to do and, their kind of residual influence is still felt in the way that we are sort of hypersexualized in some ways and then the in a more natural expression and tolerance of sexuality in everyday life completely messed up.
1: It, it kind of creeps me out sometimes to think about the puritanical ideas that we still hold and we don't even realize, you know, that we're influenced by just
0: yeah i mean they wouldn't be able to uh, you you see sex being sold in like sunglasses ads now i mean it's sex is everywhere it's pushed down our throats Mm -hmm. yeah we're supposed to abstain i mean and we're supposed to not have sex and it's not talked about yet it's being sold to us at every moment and it's just it's just like this glaring i would say even more obviously like a painted
2: up brat doll with ridiculous proportions is like a very sexualized image to hand to like a little girl
0: yeah like britney spears and miley cyrus like posing in like like pajamas like all sexually on the cover of Rolling Stone and
1: and and all this stuff I I just want to clarify because I know you guys aren't aren't trying to cast negative aspersions on you know if Britney Spears wanted to get sexy on a magazine cover I mean that in and of itself is not a bad thing but it's it's the mixture of having this weird double standard in our country where we censor out of boys don't cry a woman's face while she's having an orgasm but we will show um, a man having sex with an apple pie in a movie. <laughs> I mean, that's okay.
0: Even better during Braveheart. Um, it's the, such a violent movie, and you see people like being beheaded and blood spraying everywhere, and brains hitting rocks. Very and then yeah, exactly. There's a part in the movie where they all moon the camp. Like you know, you're looking at these at this group of guys mooning, and they block it out. They censored their asses. That's so twisted to me. We can't see a naked ass but we can see a guy's brains being exploded on a rock.
2: It's like a one to 100 ratio to, for like penises to like any other kind of genitalia in movies. Mm-hmm. Penises are like the
0: big deal. That's a golden ticket right
1: there. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta give respect to the penis. Harvey that's Kytel. a whole other bad lieutenant. But yeah, I do think it's that hypocrisy. I mean, a lot, you see a lot of Christian and more conservative leaning people, um, complaining about how over sexualized our culture has become. Um, and yeah, it just seems like when you repress something, it's gonna come out
0: even you know mm-hmm. greater than it ever would have because that's just what happens. Yeah, and
1: l- and look at things like um, uh, Lori always likes to use this term, but um, look how you know sex negative our culture is in a way with with things like when Pee Wee Herman or sorry Paul Rubens uh, got caught masturbating you know, his career was ruined for over, you know, 12 years. Like, I mean, he couldn't get work because what he did was considered such a shameful thing.
0: Well, this brings it back to, remember that Helen Thomas thing that we just saw? And she was, she was asked how it was different, the coverage of the president's like Kennedy, when he had all these girlfriends and stuff. And she was just like, the press didn't treat they didn't like meddle into the private lives of politicians. She was like, they just kind of reported on what was relevant and yeah, just like the sensationalism of just sexuality and like what just the frivolous nature of politicians, private lives and Clinton and the blow job and just all this bullshit.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's kind of almost made to seem like, look how, look how bad this is and immoral it is. But at the same time, it's, it's almost this lurid, pornography like this taboo what? you know thing it's like blow, you know they mentioned yeah. blowjobs so many times during yeah. the monica Lewinsky clinton thing from this like shameful like you know finger wagging perspective but that's probably how half of the world's children learned what the term blowjob mm-hmm. was at the time i mean it's just this bizarre hypocrisy And <laughs> a weird cultural melodrama that
2: really just we we put we kept we propped it up on tv because it kind of titillated us because we are so messed up in how we can't reconcile like the everyday Lives of people just being off limits through any kind of like form of respect, like as if like oh my god, Bill Clinton has a sex life. That's something that I need to ha- have an opinion on. That's something that I, my commentary is necessary for.
0: What do you think it was? Do you think it was just like the larger inundation with celebrity gossip? Do you think it was the backlash of the like hippie movement and kind of the new wave of neoconservative conservatism? What do you think? It, what do you think caused just that whole focus on you know?
1: I don't know. I mean, I you mean like the you mean just why like the, the Christians obs- have become so ups- up, like? Just
0: like everyone in general, just society just become obsessed, and obviously the media propagates this. But obsessive with just like the Bill Clinton thing, when you know when you saw Kennedy was sleeping with Marilyn Monroe, and it was just kind John of on like, Do you think it was the woman's rev- liberation? I mean, what?
1: I think women's liberation led to a lot of you know great great headway in a lot of ways, and the porno industry in mm-hmm. a lot of ways did you know create more of a an opening of of american society to sex in general
2: the internet as a vector for the pornography industry especially
1: yeah but but i but i think it's more like the media can't resist kind of sneaking something in that's very lurid very almost pornographic wrapped inside some sort of serious news story or something mm-hmm. it's like I don't even know. I mean, we're getting so off on a a tangent here, but I mean, it is, I mean, there's so many examples you can think of where,
0: what, and what about the, sorry to interrupt you, but I just thought of this awesome point. Um, just the, amazing hypocrisy of like the most outspoken homophobic like against gay rights politicians like a lot of them have come out as closeted gays it's just it's very ironic not forcibly they're usually like dragged out of the men's room stalking yeah, yeah. and screaming and denying for years on
2: end I was just tapping my foot I was just I have a wide stance I don't I run a mega church with my wife I'm I'm bi yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just getting him for meth I didn't really want to
0: do anything with them i don't want to generalize all you know all no, those but people but everyone has it does evils. seem to happen quite a bit
2: often the thing that you rail against if you rail against it hard enough and nobody really knows why why you're so hung up on it mm-hmm. you know the answer might be really really deep Deep-rooted. and dark within you
0: <laughs> deep and dark within you child yeah and dan
1: savage has a good um you know he keeps track of a lot of these people and doesn't he have like a youth pasture watch yeah, Being Dan honest. Savage
2: has noticed that uh this is another like puritanical cancerous sexual outgrowth is that a lot of youth pastors get picked up on sexual abuse charges uh, on their young charges in the youth
0: groups. Look at the Catholic Church. I yeah. mean, that's like something that's just not accidental or coincidental. I mean, this is obviously like I don't know what the what's the right word for it. If it's, anything I
2: have to think like the the modern like availability and the exchange of information for everybody just finally realizing that yeah that that really is they real that's why they're all priests or that's why <laughs> plenty of them enough of them are priests that you should really think twice about it because they just shuffled them around they didn't even kick them out so stuff like that uh, coming out even it's like it was always there and now that you know that what what else what else do you think is going on mm.
1: for some reason I just when you're talking about that, I just thought of the movie Sallow, and I was just thinking how, if anybody's listening to this right now and you want to kind of, it kind of Excellent. ties into what we're talking about because it's it's a movie that I think has a, it kind of forces you to be a voyeur of some of the most disturbing imagery you'll ever see, but you, you want you can't look away in a in a weird way. What so is it's, it? It's called Sallow.
2: It's called Salo or out. the 120 Days of Sodom. It's uh, spelled S-A-L-O like the
0: Tralfamadorian. And and yeah. I wanted House to 5. mention really quickly on the timeline, we're going to post a couple of the, the most famous cases of ri- outspoken right wingers who are anti-gay coming out later, um, turning out that they were gay all yeah. along. So There's plenty some, to pick from. Yeah, plenty to pick from. But yeah, check that out. It's also a myth that girls don't like porn. <laughs>
2: Yeah, speaking of sex negative, the way we portray women versus men's desires and inherent like different motivations and the like over dichotomizing of of their separate urges and everything just seems like very poisonous. If you look at any romantic comedy, what is that stupid one Hall Pass?
0: I don't know what that is. Yeah, oh, yeah, that God. one that's out
1: just now by the Farley brothers. I
2: hate to recap it for you on air cuz it's so uh, yeah, awful. It'll actually. make you sad. Well, basically, I mean these two man child guys that are perfectly reasonable looking, they just, they want nothing more than to leave their good looking wives and go off and try to get laid. So they get like a hall pass for the week, I guess is what it's called. Just like referring to the immaturity of the situation, the inherent immaturity of just saying, well, obviously... Men, all men want to do is just go out and fuck something. But women, they're content to sit at home and just say, I "Can't wait till those guys come to their senses."
0: Yeah, and they keep propping up like they have to like hide the fact that they like have a porn stash and like just all these weird myths that are like propped up through like popular culture that don't make any sense. I mean, I'll, I don't really know anyone that's against their boyfriends or husbands looking at pornography.
1: And back to the porn thing, I, I want to criticize just for a second the women's lib movement. And some of the damage I think they did to the post, you know, '70s uh, sexual culture in this country, where they had a very misguided effort to say that porn was all sexual exploitation. Mm-hmm. It was almost the exact same as like the prostitution, slave trade, and I think that the damage that they did is not irreversible, but it, it's it's kind set of set us back. It set us back in a sense where it's we, we do have this myth that. That women don't enjoy porn porn is all made for men mm-hmm. um, it's all like just the um, women in porn are all um, desperate you know exploited um, they're almost not doing it they're almost doing it against their will I mean Linda Lovelace the porn actress and was it behind the green door
2: Uh deep throat but deep throat. of course I was already thinking about that and Andrea Dworkin RIP and uh, a lot of them are getting old but I was just thinking, wouldn't it be great if in the 70s or whenever the second wave feminism kind of took hold, what if they just decided to make some female centric porn that they felt was like a healthy or like a positive, you know, erotic yeah. expression of sexuality? Wouldn't porn be so different and amazing today? Oh, yeah, it would be. Instead, instead they turned tits. it into something really evil and dark and, and kind of like railed against it and turned people against it and almost like unwittingly played into like this sort of like christian uh superstructure that people Mm -hmm. put over porn when they're trying to demonize it from that angle about what it does to people and we won't even get into the shame spiral that they spin on that but uh, yeah i was just thinking why didn't they just make it because now it it, it did devolve into something misogynist because it was meant to be something shameful and meant to be something so dark and so dirty Mm -hmm. and maybe european porn is not quite as as repressed Maybe that's why it's crazier or something.
0: Yeah, I mean, the thing that just bothers me the most about porn now is it's hard to find like a woman without fake tits. And that's just like a big turnoff to me. I can't really. That's what I was thinking of that
2: strange, pneumatic, inflated, bloke doll, weird, Barbie kind of like. That's why I like Bella Donna. (laughs) Not based in reality. It's like you can't reconcile the sex you want to have. With like what what you'd like to see on screen, what actually excites yeah. you? Yeah, it's and just there are not definite,
1: real. There are there're definite like ne- you know negative aspects of, of some of the the norms in porn. But I mean, that's not really exclusive of porn. I mean, there's so many uh, just normal you know average everyday people with fake you know breast implants right, that right. don't even work in any sort of celebrity capacity. Or or I mean, look how just skinny you know people are these days. <laughs> I mean, or, or just like you know girls in high school look like um Kate moss and there's stuff. girls
0: in japan eating tapeworms to stay skinny oh my god new trend
1: i remember reading about the tapeworm thing if you want to lose weight really fast that's uh that's insane
0: jesus christ that's <gasps> disturbing we all still wanted to look like 60s pinups. <laughs> have you but guys seen uh jenna jameson lately she looks horrible she got like no. some weird botox in her lips she looks really crazy
1: i wanted to backtrack for a second back to um Lori was starting to talk about it, but but if you want to research this online, it's very interesting. The women's lib movement paraded around Linda Lovelace and let her tell this extremely fantastic story that you can really only compare it to maybe Patty Hearst or something, but way, way more unbelievable, where she claims that she was held at gunpoint. You, you Well, experience. she says,
2: yeah, when you're watching Deep Throat, maybe you're watching me being raped at gunpoint.
1: Yeah, yeah. She claims that there was never a time where she wasn't in fear of her own life and that she was being raped.
0: As we're sitting here talking about abortion as this primary issue right now, I just can't help but think that we're (laughs) devolving. It's like, aren't we supposed to be evolving constantly and accepting change and progress? And I hate to use Obama campaign words right there. Kind of hijacked that whole spirit. But, you know, at the same time, it just seems like when you hear about this law in South Dakota, is it?
2: Yeah. Well, I hope for the audacity to preserve women's rights. But when things like this are coming out, the South Dakota legislature is trying to legalize the killing of abortion providers. They would make uh, <laughs> what? they would make uh, it a justifiable homicide to prevent harm to a fetus if you have to kill somebody to prevent harm to a fetus it's justifiable homicide so abortion providers do not take a vacation to south dakota if this bill passes because you may be killed and the person may get off on on what is really an ideologically just dangerous loaded law precedent yeah and we're railing against these other cultures because we we say that they oppress women and 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 that we're there to just liberate them,
0: and this is what we're up to. Just take off your burkas, ladies. You're free now. Go for it. It's like that horrible cliche. I mean, it's so true, though. Why do we kill people to show that killing people is wrong? It's just like, it's bizarre. That fetus is so important that I'm going to kill this doctor (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) to prove it to you. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Tune in again and don't forget to go to MediaRoots.org to check out all the information that we talked about. Check out the SoundCloud timeline for all the resources and music we played during the broadcast. Stay tuned for Media Roots Radio, a special music collaboration thing that Robbie's going to put together. A little music show.
1: Media Roots music.
0: Media Roots music.
1: Also, make sure to check out the podcast that's available now on iTunes if you want to just subscribe to it and have it download to your Apple device.
0: And thanks. A special thanks to Lori Kirchner for joining us today. It was awesome to have you on. Thanks, guys. I
2: had a great time. Thanks, Wilson. Happy
0: birthday.
2: Have fun at Carnival.